his girlfriend. It's Friday. It's good. It's the Good Friday Podcast. <laughs> I mean, I was going to originally give you a round of applause because I know we didn't talk about it last week and we always had to talk about it anyway, was the fact that you've got into your drama thing. Oh, but yeah. I, I'm going to give you another round of applause because it's true. We did meet Michael's girlfriend. We did meet Michael's girlfriend. She's not actually a figure of his imagination. As, no. As Darren and I most likely thought. And she's mm. as good looking as I imagine she would be for a man as good looking as himself. Ah, so, exactly. There that. you go. You're doing well, kid. Fair play to you. <laughs> <laughs> There's another bit for Michael as well. You might not. Talk. So we're introducing a new bit here, right? From now on, once a week, Michael will have uninvited <laughs> interruption. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I actually it. think I just shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I literally saw this, the jump out of here. This there. room it has no air ventilation in it, and I swear on my life, you're gonna die. That's it, Michael. Now from now on, every week, Michael will have a weekly uninvited interruption where he can butt into any topic that we're talking about and give his opinion. We'll still talk away to him normally and have his opinion from time to time when we ask him, but there will be one time every week where Michael can cut in without our permission, wherever the fuck he wants. Did that count as mine? No. Did this? <laughs> oh God, I leave you off until next week. <laughs> Just constantly ar- asking, is, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? <laughs> Tutorial. Um, so we're on episode 13 now, aren't we? Oh, that's unlucky. Hang that's on, before we go unlucky. any further, just talking about things that are unlucky. Why the fuck did you charge me £20 for a pizza? Oh my God. <laughs> £20 you charged me for a pizza. Darren. TripAdvisor, you know get on to Blue Check Darren there now. is the definition of a dickhead, yeah? Go on. He comes into um, our establishment, very nice, highly regarded as a lovely restaurant bar in Wembley. If you're ever in the Wembley area, then come to the Blue Check. Anyway, moving on, we had pizzas and Darren ordered a pizza. What did you order? You, actually, no, one second. The kitchen closes at six. Darren strolls in at eight. Says, no, oh, no, no. I didn't stroll in at eight. I strolled in at seven after I finished a day's work. Uh, fuck off. It doesn't matter what time you strolled in. You strolled in after the kitchen was fucking closed. I didn't cunt. stroll in. Either. I listen I to what in. I'm saying. Go I will on. beat you up in Go this on. smelly Go room on, of my shit. Up. Go on. Anyway, seven o'clock. Darren strolls in. Mister Big Bollocks, give me a pizza. No, please. No, no thank I you. No, I did not. Fuck fucking off do and that. listen. Listen. I'm gonna fucking rip Go you on. in half. Go on. Anyway, as I said, Mister Big Ball strolls in. Give me a pizza. Give me a pizza. How yeah? And then I said. All right, fine. What do you want in it? And he said everything but chicken and turkey because who the fuck is allergic to chicken and turkey apart from Darren? As we continue, I said that's going to be twelve pounds. As he went after the pi- after the pizza was cooked, admittedly, I didn't ask you for the money up front. Then Nonna, who is a lovely member of staff at the Blue I Check, I never mentioned her name. Uh, you never mentioned her name, but you know, I think Darren's gone a bit red. I think that can tell people enough. Shh, stop. Staff it, staff it. Come on. Anyway, Darren paid. £20 for a £12 pizza and I said to Nana keep the change as a joke to Darren but Darren got embarrassed Darren got really really embarrassed and said do you know what keep the change don't worry I think you, old emotions came back and you got scared and you just okay like so the what the non-slanderous version of that story is <laughs> I actually walked in and the first question I asked Jack was is the kitchen still open and you said no it's not open 6 o'clock on a Sunday you cunt that's what you said to me <laughs> that's not what that's what you said, said. And I, I never like, used that is there any words. chance he says, you said the only thing you can get now is a pizza so I said alright can I get a pizza so, and I did I said everything bare chicken and turkey I said just throw the whole lot on so the story right? is true no, that bit's true. And then 
I said, whatever you do, I said, don't give me the discount because I feel bad when Jack gives me the discount. Why? I don't, I just feel like I should be paying the same as what everybody else should be yeah, paying. Yeah, but, but you're not the same as everyone else, Darren. You're a bit more special. Oh, who's going red now? Fucking retarded. Oh, and I, honestly, I detest you so much. <laughs> and all of a sudden we're back. But um, <laughs> no, that was what it was. And then you said, yeah, got to keep the eight pound tip. And I said, yeah, all right, go on, keep the tip. No, that's keep not how it went. You got more embarrassed. You no, got more. I said, keep the tip. And <laughs> no. then what's called it? You then tried to take it back off and on You were like, oh, no, no, give it back to him. And I was like, ah, you bad cunt. was giving it. You were taking it out. You took the money out of her hand. Do you know what? You took the... So apparently I'm a dickhead for tipping your staff. Do you know what? That's what you're saying. I'm I'm not even going to give you the time of day. I'm going to beat you up outside of this podcast. I will say, though, in fairness, when I left Blue Check on Sunday after that, I was like, I'm definitely talking about that on this week's podcast. (laughs) I was like, just just to piss you off. I got a fucking text from you the next day being like, can't believe you charged me £20 for a pizza. Genuinely, my messages back were, shut the fuck up, I'm going to stab you. Yeah, it was, it was. (laughs) Because I was like... I'm going to screenshot that and put it up on the page. The thing is, you're the kind of bellend that would actually leave a one-star trip advisor review and use your full name, Darren. I never fucking would. You would say, Darren Jenkins went into the establishment and had the worst experience ever paid 20 pound the owner didn't give me back my change that's the kind of shit you'd put but some fucking lady would probably read that and be like oh my god is that true do they do that at the blue check and then i'd probably never have any more business thank you <laughs> yes uh, your entire business model is on a knife edge compared to my opinion apparently well, well. Uh, because of my opinion um ter- episode 13 right we better push on i'd say here we're getting charged by the hour right <laughs> um, so we'll push on so, this week is a little bit interesting. We decided to take a different approach. This week we decided that Jack would compile a list of questions and I would compile a list of questions. And they're the questions that we think, as stereotypical will say, Irishman would always want to ask an Englishman, uh, would be my questions, and the stereotypical questions that um, an Englishman would like to ask an Irishman. Mm. That's the way we said that we do them. So... That, it's an interesting topic. We might not, we want everybody to send in your own ones as well, and we'll see what the crack is. And that oh, that's the story. That would be quite cool. Yeah, it will. It'd be like a mini C- Can I use mine oh, now? Oh my yeah. God, hello. Why do Irish people sound like that? That's Michael's last uninvited interruption <laughs> of the book. <laughs> to be fair, not all Irish people sound like me. <laughs> I sound like a cat getting fucking strangled by a hairdryer but um <laughs> no I, I can't believe that's the fucking thing you wasted on this week fucking, why can i just leave can i just let michael finish up there's enough roasting of the irish going on without it i fucking love for it for fuck's sake right you're going to go first so with your questions oh, okay fuck it, I love so this. the questions that english people have always wanted to ask irish people no holes barred no offending or anything like that at all go for it sorry what do you mean no offending no holds barred. I mean, like, say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, Ask that, me whatever the fuck the, you want. You could have said that instead of yeah. using some fucking weird old term. No holds barred. That's what it means. <clears throat> That's, let's, I'm going to fucking skip that one. I'm just going to come up with Go my on, question. fuck so. As a thoroughbred Englishman, Guinness is disgusting. What is it about Guinness that you actually enjoy? And don't just give me the taste, because it tastes disgusting. Answer. I would say that, but first of all, I agree that if you're not drinking it enough, it is disgusting. If you don't drink Guinness for a while and then you go back to drinking it, it is, it does taste rotten. It's an acquired taste. You need to drink it for a while to actually enjoy it. 
Um, I think it's because it's a worldwide brand and we know that it's Irish because it's made in Dublin. And mm-hmm. we like the fact that it's everywhere and it's an Irish thing that's everywhere. That's what we enjoy about it more than anything. I honestly got to think that's more or less what it is. Interesting. Because it's something that we have that now everybody has. The second biggest plant in the entire world of Guinness. Do you know where it is? Africa. Nigeria. Yeah. yeah Nigeria. They fucking love Guinness. They love the Nigerians love Guinness. <clears throat> yeah, I knew it is because the bottles are like eight percent. And they yeah. just fucking drink the bottles like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. It's insane. This is it. But I still, yeah, I, I mean, I don't get it. And I've, it, considering like Nigeria is undoubtedly hot, how the fuck they drink it when it's hot? I've, I, I, I have oh, no idea, honestly, because Irish people don't even drink it when it's hot. I would have a pint of Guinness like in the winter when I'm really hating my life. But I mean, I'm just impressed you guys really put away the pints. Hmm. That's question number one. Go on. Number two. Who is your man? What do you mean? Your man. Who is your man? Your man. Who's your man? Oh, when we describe someone as your yeah, man. because who the fuck is your man? <laughs> First of all, it's not your man, okay? It's <laughs> your you man. Know. Yeah, fuck off. It's Literally. spelled Y-E-R, man. That's what it spells. <laughs> Who's say, your man? So you basically have no English capabilities in Ireland. You guys are... F- <laughs> no, we took the language there. off you and language. we made it better. <laughs> language? You took the language? The language. The as well. The fuck language. But um, no, no, we just describe because it's easier than trying to remember every single person's name. We're just like your man there in the corner, your man there in the blue jumper, your man there with the bald head. That's the way we say it. Yeah, but uh, mm, mm. see, you're adding a bit of a description. My my nan who is Irish always. Your goes, nan's in, oh no, sorry, one of your nans is one Irish, one of your nans is Indian. Exactly that. God, you're good at the family tree. She always goes, "Yeah, yeah, man," and I'm always like, "Who's your man?" And then like. The rest of the family always know who she's going on about. All my Irish family I'm on mm. about. And me and my two brothers and my sister are literally saying at each other, being like, who the fuck is your man? Mm. Like, who is she? And then two seconds later, she'll use exactly the same description when pointing the TV. And we're like, wait, is it the same man who lives down the road is also on TV? Then two minutes later, someone will come through the door and she'll be like, oh, there's your man. And I'll be like, one second, that's my cousin. I was like, why do you referring to my cousin as the person that was on TV that lives down the road? <laughs> it's all really fucking confusing. I don't understand it. I literally... I think here we actually have a thing. You know, you when you're born, you're given like a first name, second name kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, we actually use those here. Nah, we don't have time for that. We're too busy doing <laughs> other stuff. But you can use your man with a bald head and your man with fucking four, yeah. five, four fingers and a thumb down I don't think road. we, I think to be quite honest, which is just Irish people, the older they get, they might not like certain people, so they tend to just... <laughs> Make the descriptions worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, 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 basically. Um, my last, go my on. last... Yeah, you're last. You can si- give me more if you oh, want. All right, fine. That's it. I'll go there. Why do you live off potatoes? We don't. Yeah, but you genuinely do. Do you know how many Irish I have come in? There's an Irish customer that okay, comes in. Okay, do you want an answer to that fucking question? You stole them off us in 1841. I actually regret And we fucking had every one of them. We're gone. So that's why when we have them, we ate them because we don't know when the fuck you're coming back. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know why I asked. You're a bit touchy about that, aren't you? When was <laughs> yes, that, 18 the, the 1841 potato famine that lasted between 1841 and 1879 is still a very raw topic in Ireland. You have a slightly, uh, yeah, you're oversensitive towards <laughs> it, I'm not going to lie. That's all I'm going to say. No, but, but it is, it's a, again, it's a stereotype. But I, I just think, to be quite honest with you, I don't know what it is. It's just a stable for, of the Irish dinner for I don't know how long. It's just people are like, if you're not eating spuds, you're not having a proper meal. Yeah, but that's fucking mad. Like, that's literally mad. Uh, every single meal I've ever had in Ireland, always there's boiled spuds on the side. And I'm like, why? Mm. We could be having, like, 
pizza, and then my nan would just put down a, a thing of bo- like boiled spuds, and I'm like, what oh, is that's going a bit odd on? for yeah, me. Now. Okay, now I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, now you're exaggerating now. to make a point. Yes, I know. thank you, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will hit you with another one, yeah? Go on. And this is kind of like me complimenting you, but I'm also a tad confused as to how everyone has such an obsession with St. Paddy's Day. Like, genuinely, your obsession with St. Paddy's Day is so big that we actually have a bigger parade in this country for St. Paddy's Day than we do for St. George. Is our patron St. St. George? St. George, yeah. Is there such a thing as a St. George's Day parade? Probably. Probably the EDL just marching through town. Like, <laughs> Tommy Robinson going down yeah. with a balaclava. They're having the best time of their life. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think it's fucking nuts. Like I've been to the St. Paddy's Day Parade in London and literally every single bar for at least 400 miles was just completely packed. And it's just nuts. I think people literally go out out of their way. It's not even a bank holiday here, but it's a bank holiday in Ireland, right? It is, yeah. I mean, you guys have the best fucking piss-ups there ever. But like, what is it with the obsession? You think it's just because everyone's fucking on it? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think that it's because there's a couple of things to this, right? First of all, it's I think it's a massive thing abroad because Irish people are everywhere, basically, and plastic paddies are everywhere. When I say a plastic paddy, I mean somebody who's kind of... It, you're a plastic paddy in my mind because oh, you're, you're half Irish. I will stab you. And, but you were born and raised here. And in fairness, and to be fair, come yeah, but on. that's not a plastic paddy. I'd refer to a plastic paddy as someone that literally pretends to be Irish and they're not Irish. I don't stroll into the parish and be like, hello. Yeah, hi. that's one side of it, but it's not necessarily that. You know, maybe you're not a plastic paddy in that sense then. But like we'll say, plastic paddies are everywhere. And the main reason it's such a big thing around the world is because, because drinking is such a synonymous thing with the Irish stereotype and the Irish culture now worldwide. Mm-hmm. Plastic paddies will go in and they want to drink Guinness everywhere on a Irish bars no on these things and stuff. And bars know that if they, like ordinary bars know, if they just throw up fucking shamrocks and green flags and stuff yeah. like that, that they can make money off of it. Yeah. So that's why it's so big. Like for fuck's sake, the Sydney Opera House and that big yoke in Dubai, in Dubai go green on St. Pad- the night before St. Paddy's there. Like, who would have ever thought that like? Yeah, that's You true. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's landmarks all around the world. They're, they're, like, there's things in, like, they're, they're, what's I can't remember the name of that building that's in Saint Petersburg, the, the, the one in Russia where your man lives. Kremlin, is it? Yeah. Yeah, in Russia, that goes green. Things like that all over the world go green, and it's because they can make money off of people who like drinking. That's what it is. So you're just basically rooting it out as commercialization. That's what <laughs> That's the word white thing is, is commercialization. <laughs> Irish people feel it because it's their identity, obviously. Yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. way that like, well, actually, I don't think it is in the same way. I actually, and that's one of my questions in a minute. But um, Irish people feel it because it's a strong sense. Irish people have a very strong sense of identity because for years they weren't allowed to be Irish. Oh my god! You know, this is where the violins stop. No, no, seriously. Fucking hell! No, no, no. I'm not even going to like. Trust me, I will. But for for the Irish people listening to this, trust me, I will kick him straight in the face in a minute. But um, oh my god, we lost our identity. Well, what are you again? Half English, half Irish, half Indian. Yeah. And you talk to me about identity. You don't even know what the fuck you are. Uh, I'm identity in crisis, my friend. (laughs) But um, no, that's what it is. Seriously, it's just for us, Irish people and genuine Irish people. It's just a case of a case of sets and (laughs) it's a case of celebrating your identity. That's what it is. Have you any other questions, you fucking cunt? Go on. I'm done. Done. I've completed my life's mission. Okay. 
All right. This is fucking brilliant. Okay. <laughs> the first question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much we hate you? On a scale of like what? Do you know how much we hate you? Do you I know what? Michael's laughing. <laughs> I can see through, Michael fucking falling off his chair laughing, laughing. Through double, like, quadruple glazed glass. <laughs> the first question every Irishman wants to ask every Englishman. Do you know how much we hate you? Yeah, but I, I genuinely think that's just you. Yeah, every It Irish, isn't. It, no. I swear to fuck, it is not just me. You said to me before that you think that every Irishman has an underlying hatred for some, to some extent for, for English people. Again, as I said before, theatre. No, 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 not even just on the podcast. You said this to me when we were working together at one stage. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I'm just a lie then. <laughs> but that's what, seriously, there is, there is. Okay, well, yeah. No, no, listen, it's not as strong as it once was. And like, <laughs> was this a question or a statement? No. Because you're giving me the fucking answer, son. <laughs> Go on, answer it. I've asked you and you don't know it yet. Go on. Do you know to what extent Irish people actually hate English people? Yes. Yes? Yeah. That's all I'm getting on that? <laughs> you're going to answer it for me anyway. <laughs> no, I'll, answer, I'll let you answer it. Go on. No, I, I, I don't think there's that much, like, of, I don't think there's that deep-rooted hatred. If that's even English, I've got, I can't. And the answer to that is that the Irish History Podcast will be coming up in the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll educate Jack as to the real answer to that question. Uh, so the next question then that I have for you is, do you think, do you feel proud to be English? Do you think you're allowed to be proud to be English? Yeah, but I'm not English, am I? This is what I mean. Blood. Why? What do you describe yourself Ross as? Clark, look. Listen, um, I am half Indian, half Irish. So I am mixed race. So you classify yourself as a mixed race? Well, my friends always used to tell me that I should classify myself as mixed race because I am literally mixed race. Have you been to India? Mm, Go on, give me the honest answer because I know it. No, I haven't, no. (laughs) I knew that. Yeah, but like, I mean, uh, is it affordable to fuck off to India every so often? It's for you, you're loaded. That's literally fucking not the fucking question. Like, (laughs) shut up. Right. So we'll get back to the original root of the question. Do you think that English people feel proud to be English? That they're allowed to yeah, feel nah, proud to be English? Yeah, no, I mean, some. The ones that are fucking got the, yeah, as I said I'm before. not talking about British now. I'm talking about English. Yeah, the, the ones that have the, the... I think the people that are proud to be British are overly proud to be British. You don't have people that are just casually proud to be British mm. as people are casually proud to be Irish. Like, I would argue that I'm casually proud to be Irish and I'm also casually proud to be Indian. But... I'm not actively proud of being English. Whereas there are people who I know, like for example, my cousin, he won't shut the fuck up about how much he loves like what's going on with the politics, how he thinks Brexit's a great idea, how he thinks like, you know, all, all, all this, he has really weird political views and uh, first of all, mm. supports West Ham. Like his, his uncle, even his, his uncle, my, his dad, my uncle, sorry, is like even fucking like 10 times worse. And like, they're just like, so like, I fucking love England, I fucking love, I, I just think there is a certain breed uh, quintessentially of scum that fucking are, are patriotic and it's just it's so do you think strange. just because that's because the St. George's flag the English flag like the St. George's cross has just become a thing now where basically like the EDL and stuff yeah, like that it's not like accidentally become a mascot it's not accidentally become part of the EDL has it it's not just like casually no, strolling not, and being no, like oh no yeah. the England flag's here we should probably take it down it's almost it's become a symbol even, for, yeah. for, for say, division within yeah. the country to be honest which I would yeah. say so yeah, that was a very heavily politically loaded answer, answer yeah. and question. What do you call it? Two. Or actually, I, that's going to be my last question because I know that. 
No, I'll ask it now, actually. This is, no, seriously, this is one that I think every, when I said this subject, this is one that everybody in Ireland wants to know. Oh, God. To what extent is Irish history taught in schools like, in Britain? No, these are really serious questions. Mine were a lot more, come on, like, jokey. Um, uh, not at all. I literally know nothing. My mum was the one that told me about the potato famine. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. Nothing at all. Yeah, like, what else has happened in Ireland? Oh, the IRA. You're the one that taught me about that because you have a picture of Jerry Simmons, as we learned earlier on. Jerry Adams. Oh, close enough. He um, says Jerry Simmons. He thinks that it's... Uh, he's on about Gene Simmons, your man from Kiss with the fucking 14-inch tongue and the, like, the pants <laughs> on him. I just realised who that is. Yeah, <laughs> that's who you Fuck. mean. That's Are you not sure Jerry he's Adams. not the real leader of the IRA? <laughs> yes, your man from Kiss is the real IRA leader. That's going to be the title for this week's episode. <laughs> Gene Simmons, leader of the imagine? IRA. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, I fucking love that. Oh, yeah. I'm so but sorry. um, so like literally, <laughs> we'll say even in something like the troubles in Ar- in Northern Ireland, like do you learn about that in school or anything? No. What troubles? You don't know about that. I genuinely, I, unless I watched when there, the bombs and stuff were going off, like no, like literally nothing. We're not taught much. Like we're not taught anything. Probably because England know they're wrong, and they're probably like, let's not teach these kids that. Yeah. But I'm, I didn't say that. I'm English, so like we were probably right in it. But that's what that that's what I mean. Leading back into my last question is oh like, do, can you feel proud to be English because you know that you were wrong? And it's not just in Ireland, but like all around the world. Most of the countries hate you. Yeah, but fucking, it's, it wasn't my fucking decision, was it? It's not. No, like, I'm not you know saying I mean? that it's your fault. I'm not saying that it's any like. I mean, both of you here are English, like Jack and Michael. You're both English in some capacity, like like Michael's full blown English or some kind of fucking mixture of it and um, oh, thank you you're welcome and no but what I mean by that is that like we don't mind English people individually yeah but it's I suppose the kind of general attitude of arrogance surrounding the history and stuff yeah. like when we hear you talking about your monarchy, monarchy and stuff like that it like it makes leaves every Irish person seething I think are you racist? am I not I know I'm not racist I'm xenophobic Sorry, uh, Towards one country. What's xenophobic? I'm xenophobic. It's a posh word for racism. It's oh, not. Th- 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 it means you, that you Michael. like somebody not from a specific. It means that you don't like somebody from a specific country. You know, genuinely, you could be passed up as like racist. Okay, xenophobic. Because I mean, okay, xenophobic is definitely a form of racism. Michael's completely right. Yeah, because like, genuinely, I, I'm xenophobic it, it, towards your media. I'd be honest with you, I'm not towards your people. Okay, well then, yeah. then, uh, how, then uh, how did this question what? get turned back on me? Yeah, because why aren't you teaching Irish history in school? Yeah, because you're, you're actually being made out to sound like a racist now, and I'm actually enjoy- I'm going to take every little part mm. out of context and and put together a, a Darren Jenkins is racist and send it to your employer and see what happens. The comments of opinions expressed in this do not firmly represent. <laughs> I am not the real Darren Jenkins. <laughs> I am not the real Darren Jenkins. <laughs> right. So the answer is to not not at all, uh, which is why we're going to do the history podcast, especially in a couple of weeks. Oh, we are not fucking doing that. We are. What? Since when was this even a political show? We, we, we've gone Jack, from, we called this the Good Friday yeah, podcast. Yeah, we've gone from talking about shifting. You were talking about ploughing in a field fucking last week. We've gone from literally right. like talking about shit I did in Zanti. Like, this is not political. I'm not going to be here next right, week. Okay. Michael, are you available next week to talk about Irish history? I don't really want to. Yeah, that's what I mean. Who fucking signs up for Come this here. shit? We're not going to be fucking doing it in the sense that I'm going to be sitting. You're just going to literally sit there and call you a cunt for an hour. No. That's all it's going to be. You are racist, Darren. <laughs> to you English are racist. Me. To English people. Um, 
Right, hold on. Next question. Do the pubs actually shut here on Christmas Day? No. I, I, I used to have a pub in Sea Green, which is a little town in Beaconsfield, and we didn't shut. No? We, we did this thing where <laughs> we, we had it for about, I'd say, like six years. And for five of the years, we were always giving away every, the first drink when everyone came in. It's like a thank you for your service. And everyone would have one drink and then fuck off, and then we'd be open for about 20 minutes. So we said from now on, when they come in, they have to pay for their first drink, then they get a second drink for free. And when we did that, we ended up making like two grand because people would stay for like fucking four or five hours. So it wasn't bad crack. But yeah, we do open. But I mean, it's very select. If, like, for example, Blue Check and Wembley, you mm. know, the one we're at now, or not at now, but where I work now. Um, we. Um, we wouldn't open Christmas Day. Like, the regulars, they wouldn't come out. Mm. It's not that kind of communal feeling. Like, don't forget, I mean, you know yourself, your crowd that you have come in, like, at the moment you're talking about how busy you were from, like, the crew from the theatre. That crew from the theatre is there till the 15th of September and then they're gone again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it not in a, a bad way, but our, our passing trade is passing trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And next week I'm going to talk about the history of passing trade. <laughs> Catch me there. Um, no, that's fine though, because literally in Ireland, you know, I don't know if you know this at all, but like it, there was always only two days in the year that the pubs used to shut, and it was Christmas Day and, funnily enough, Good Friday. Yeah. And like, uh, but it changed then recently enough, and now <laughs> they do open on Good Friday from now on, mm. because I think there was an Irish football match or something on at one stage, and the pubs wanted to open to make money off of it. Yeah. yeah. And they wanted to turn around and. And eventually, I think they passed the law, and now you can get drink on Good Friday, which you couldn't before. Mm. Obviously, when the Catholic Church had more control. But like now, yeah, Christmas Day is the only day of the year that the pub closes. My, when I drove to Ireland one year, my family decided to do it uh, to arrive in Ireland on Good Friday. Now, for us to drive to Ireland, it's like a six hour drive. Mm. But basically, I don't know for whatever reason, we got up in the morning, started driving. Got stuck in a shit ton of traffic, missed the first ferry from Wales, missed the second ferry from Wales, got to Wales, had to wait like four hours in Wales. Fuck. So my parents had done like, what should have been six hours of driving, ended up being like 18 hours to only get to Wales. We were just, it was a fucking incredibly long journey. So mm. we were meant to be the day before Good Friday, got there on Good Friday, got booked into this hotel because we weren't going to drive all the way down to Mayo from Dublin that day because it was just, everyone was really fucking tired. And my parents were like, I could really do with a drink. And the place we were staying in didn't have a hotel bar. So they went to the off-license. The off-license was you can't sell alcohol today. And the next thing we went into, my parents, I remember, I was only young. They went into every single fucking restaurant asking if they could get some alcohol. Like literally begging for a bottle of wine. And at the time, I yeah. used to think my parents are such fucking alcoholics. But now I literally work like two hours and I'm like, where is the drink? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a gin and tonic. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so uh, I, it's mad. I, but I, yeah, it's funny that you say that. I just I always have that in my mind when you think about Good Friday. There's... Two questions I'm going to ask you now, right? Oh, God. Uh, i got to give you the other one first, but what you call it. Do you know, just because of the case of like, um, and I'm not going to go too serious down this road either. <laughs> As it, there's a kind of a little, there's a little poem that I'd like to say at the start of this, just to kind of introduce this little bit of a topic, This right? fucking podcast has been a bit it's of a lovely, It's a lovely little poem, right? Yeah, uh, here we go. Jack Grealish is a wanker. He wears a wanker's hat. He could have played for Ireland. He never fancied that. Instead, he plays for England and sings God Save the Queen. Fuck you, Jack Grealish. Come on, you boys in green. And it's the topic of, like, we'll say, you know this thing of English footballers playing for Ireland at underage and going back over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things like that, and, and that kind of a thing. A little bit like that. Do you know the situation with James McLean? Who? Joe James McLean, the Irish footballer. You know, when the first time you said James McLean, I said who? If you say it again, I'm not going to know who it is. 
Seriously, James McLean, all right. James McLean is an Irish footballer. Okay. He currently plays, for, I think he plays for West Brom at the moment. Okay. Um, Second division club. I think so, yeah. But uh, he's he's a class footballer. He refuses to wear the poppy when he plays. Okay. Um, the reason he does is because he grew up in Northern Ireland and stuff and all the atrocities and stuff like that. I said, not going to go too serious and stuff like that. In it. Yeah, yeah. But he gets a shitload of stick for it. Yeah. Right? And off the English fans. And it is because mm. English fans are just uneducated as to why he doesn't do it. Yeah, I think, there, there, I, I think there is a whole football culture that is so much more deep-rooted in kind of mm. their patri... Patriarchal. Yeah, but no, not patriarch. That's not the word. Patriotism. Pat- patriotism, yeah. Patriotism. Yeah. yeah, I like, yeah, football lads are, I think, yeah. So, I mean, I can imagine them giving them stick because they probably think that if he's not wearing the poppy, he's like a fucking train and just hates the whole of the country and hates English people. Like you, probably thinks he's they xenophobic. But I wouldn't wear a poppy really... either for the same reason, but, yeah, like, but I, mean, like, I don't mind English being, people. I just <clears> wear one. You're not being asked to wear one to yeah. show respect. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I see his reason, but, like, they, they're always going to be like, oh, sorry, sorry, respect, mate. Come on. While they neck like mm. a Stella and beat up their wife, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I, I see what burning St George's things. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like, I'm, yeah. um, and I can understand why he's not doing it. It's like, oh fuck, there's that whole at the moment. There's the Black Lives Matter thing, and everyone taking a knee, and people saying he actually commented during all of that, and he said that the, like they're highlighting that, but at the same time, he got a bullet like le- mailed to his house where his kids live. Oh, that's at the same time, so like. That's so funny. Step out for Belsey, cunts. That's what I'd say to you. Man, I'd fight you. Uh, right, so that's that. And now I'm going to give you another, qu- like, a bit more of a lighthearted question to end oh, that. Oh, yeah, calm Go. fucking way. <laughs> yeah, this got a bit serious as all of a sudden. Jesus Did you watch Christ. Father Ted when it was on? Or do you watch it now even? Uh, yeah, my brother's fucking hooked on it. I always used to catch the tail end of episodes. I've seen the one where he's in a milk cart. <laughs> that's about it. Do you think, you didn't see a lot of it? I haven't seen a lot. Right, of I want that's a mystery challenge for you this week. I want you to watch Father oh, Ted. Fucking happily, watch it's, Father it's Ted. Quality series, yeah. yeah I'll F- watch Father Ted and then come back to me and tell me how accurate you think as a reporter. Not so much. I know, right? All dramas and all comedies and stuff like that will be an exaggeration. But tell me to what extent you think that it accurately represents rural life in but Ireland. I spoke to you. I said Mrs. Brown's Boys is the best Arabic accurate. No, it isn't. Honestly, honestly it isn't. I, uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys is fucking funny though. Yeah, but none of them can act. Oh yeah, uh, you, you know all my Irish family hate fucking Mrs. Ramboys. I think it's taking the them. absolute piss. But then yeah. I, I think every English person I've met that has Irish family thinks it's great crack. Yeah, because if <laughs> I know, I get you. Know, it's <laughs> it's so strange. Right, we're going to move on. All right. Okay, hit me. So the next topic. <laughs> Where am I now? Oh yeah, we're on to agony ants, right? So this is the agony ant for this week. This was sent in to us, and I've changed the man's name. But it is a Londoner, and it was sent to us by Jaden, in quotes. I, is that his name? No, no, I changed it. Oh, okay. Um, it's a second name. No, it isn't. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. I'm looking for advice in a situation I'm currently in. My best friend... Uh, sorry, yeah. My best friend that I've known each other for five years. We met while we were both doing our master's degree, and we were lucky enough to get taken on on an internship by the same company who we've both now worked for full-time over the last four years. But as long as I've known him, he's been in an on-again, off-again relationship with one girl. He's tried getting, he tried getting with her for f- six months, eventually did. They got together for eight months until the topic of moving in together came up and they eventually broke up. The mourning period was pretty standard and everything was fine. 
seemed fine because the two hadn't seen each other for almost 10 months. But when they did meet up, all my friends' feelings came rushing back. Ever since then, it's been off and on again with them. The routine is always the same. They get together for a few weeks, then break up, don't talk for months, then they see each other and the same routine starts all over again. Sorry, um, I myself have tried to tell my friend that he's wasting his time. His friends and family have done the same, but it's like talking to a brick wall. He simply doesn't listen. It's the old saying, there's no smoke without fire. This girl is constantly giving him false hope and they both have been involved with other people over the years, but somehow always seem to end up crossing paths again. My friend is one of the most genuine, fun-loving, good-hearted people I know, but this girl has the power to turn his life upside down and she knows it and abuses it. How do I help him see reason? Kiss him. <laughs> how do you do that, though? That's the thing. If it's an awkward subject, how do you tell your friend if they're not listening? How do you make them see sense in that situation? I genuinely saw it. I don't know how to fucking... If you talk to him and he doesn't listen, how do you do it? Or do you just not bother? I would just not bother. I mean, if no? his friends... He said the, the morning period wasn't that bad. It was pretty standard enough. Yeah, there said, you yeah. go. So then why just bother? throw on puddle of mud. She fucking hates me. On yeah, the, that's all you Literally, do. why would you bother? Like, uh, as in, if if you've given it the time of day already, uh, th- then literally, I, I, I wouldn't give a fuck. I, I, how how invested are you as a person in your friends' relationships? Not at all. That's what I mean. Like, so how do you have to become that invested? But I suppose, look. If he's saying there that his friend is sound out and he's genuine when he's not with her, and then when he's with her, he turns into a dickhead because like he's either obsessing over her, and then when she goes away, he's depressed or whatever. He's probably thinking to himself, "I can't keep fucking doing this." So I don't know. I, I get why, I get why he why he's concerned where the problem is. I just don't know how the fuck to help that lad. You know, he should get in her pants before his mate does and then it's really awkward and then she can never come around again Michael (laughs) that's actually pretty sick advice thank you what would you do in that situation though bloody group intervention maybe (laughs) group (laughs) intervention (laughs) let's go to group therapy guys because this relationship fucking sucks (laughs) for fuck's sake Right, so... I'm so, I'm so... I keep forgetting these are real people that we're just yeah. giving shit advice to. Oh, someone's going to fucking kill themselves. Do send somebody in there. <laughs> keep sending them in, though, in fairness. No, we'll okay. eventually be able to help somebody. Yeah, okay. Genuinely, I would say if you can talk to them and they're all sound and it's not going anywhere, like as in talking to them is not getting you anywhere, then mm. I would have a... Maybe have a chat with the girl because maybe it's it could be fucking her life up more than what it's fucking his life up more. That more well, does that make sense? Yeah, I, no, yeah I, I don't know if I'd necessarily talk to the girl, but I get what you're saying. Well, you're not giving any fucking advice right now, so fucking step up for belts, cunt. Say <laughs> something. All right, all, all right, okay. This is what I would say to him. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ignore the fact of me looking at my phone. All right, what I would say to him genuinely is this. Look, I, you get to the point where insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting the same result. So put the foot down and say, listen now, right? Come here to me. See you. You fucking cut it out or I'll be off down the road and I won't be back. That's what you say. I've got a question for you. Can you turn your <laughs> Irish up? Do you know what I mean? Like, can you like load some more? Oh, no, no, I think that's possible. 
No, but like I, you literally just went up like a couple notches of Irish. Yeah. And then like now you're back to like kind of like standard like yeah, yeah. illegible. My brother actually sent me a message today saying that he listened to the podcast and he was like, "You actually go between Irish and English accent." I said, Is "I that don't." What he said, "He said, oh, my he said to me, God, I was like, class. I said to him, I said, you cheeky bastard.' I said, "I just go between something kind that does Jack just, can understand does, and my normal accent when I'm around the boys." Does he just think you're talking to yourself? You're just putting on accents, you know? No, no, no. Theater. He just means that he, like I'm talking like this to you now, but like well, I can go, I can go like that, and I can talk properly, yeah. fucking like around. Yeah, but you won't have a fucking clue what I'm saying oh, you know? have you ever seen that video of the guy who's like got the thickest Irish accent in the world he's sitting in a pub and they come to interview him in RTE yeah. and it's like what do you think that they're changing the local town he's like oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know I don't know that is fucking class okay sorry Fuck I, it. you're grand back to you Darren grand no worries <laughs> so we're going to move on from that anyway this is Step Out for Belts so Step Out for Belts this week and I can't keep laughing at this story enough. There was a, a teacher in a Catholic high school in America got sacked because her boss found her OnlyFans page. Oh, I love these. Yeah, yeah. Now, what the fuck was that lad doing on that site that he found her in the first place? He's like, there was a great thing that the Simpsons meme page put underneath it where it was like, yes, but I was only on that website to find directions to get away from that website. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, of course he was at it looking for something to have an old Tom Hank to himself, like, you know. <laughs> it's like, and he found her. And in fairness, if it wasn't her, if him found, finding her, the students would have definitely found her eventually. Mm. You can't keep that fucking what do we call it under wraps those kind of situations are well awkward like when you find something that you shouldn't be looking for but you bring it up because you know you shouldn't have found it mm. no I does get you completely sense? yeah it does it's does. like where, where do you start it's like we had a teacher in our school who all the girls found on Tinder and then I remember sitting in class one day next to one of the girls that found him on Tinder and he was like oh I saw you on Tinder the other day and we were like why is your age gap set that low like we were like just turned 17 and this guy is like 29 30 and we're like Whoa, we're like half your age i think that's operation u tree you're looking for yeah that's probably we should have probably yeah. rung someone yeah, probably right so we're on to our legends of the week and the legends of the week this week is the gatehouse steakhouse in wales okay now this is about the eat how to help out thing yeah, i, I fucking about, told right? you about this is the one that was no no, no it's not it's not oh, honestly fine, it fine, isn't fine, it fine, isn't because you were telling me about something about like oh, okay. 700 pounds oh, okay. it's not about this so the actual correspondence between the whatsapp thing is here I'm are gonna you gonna send. read the whole thing it's not that long okay right. that's what she so said. this is your man saying it to him it was hi i booked in your restaurant last night at 6 30 we had to wait 12 minutes to be seated and we were stood in a line outside. Do you think this is okay? I'm not fucking happy about this. Yeah. Your man replies, Hi, sorry there was a line outside. We do give one hour and 45 minutes to early tables. It's very difficult, though, to send people away if they still have half a drink left. As much as we try to stick to time, sometimes things don't go to plan. There is a short wait. Eat Out to Help Out scheme is seen as sort of record numbers and we have a large team of staff. It's been challenging at times. I do apologise, but I'm glad your wait was only 12 minutes. Did you enjoy your meal? Was the service okay for you? And he replies, the food and service was fine. The steaks were cooked perfect, but I'm still fucking pissed off that you made us wait. We were on a holiday and paying your staff's wages, which is something you never fucking say to hospitality staff. We're paying your staff's wages and we expe don't expect to keep waiting. Piss take. 
So your man replies, as I say, I'm sorry for the delay. We tried to look after everybody, whether they spend £10 per head or £40 per head. Our aim is to lead people away with a smile. I understand that it's frustrating to wait 12 minutes outside the restaurant. But the saving grace is that you waited in a beautiful part of the world and you enjoyed the food and the service. Thanks for coming in. Once again, apologies in your delayed seating. Enjoy the rest of your stay in Wales. And your man goes, is that the best you can do? I don't appreciate your attitude. I'm paying your staff's wages and you're getting cocky with me. Are you going to give me a free meal or some kind of my money back for the wait? Let's get, uh, let's be straight. Either you give us a free meal or the money back or I'm going to report you on TripAdvisor. It's your choice. Man goes, uh, yes, I've given an honest reply. It's a no-win situation. Um, kick a customer out or, or make... To, to make you happy or to leave you waiting 10, 12 minutes unintentionally, what would you want me to do? Um, as I, much as I am focused in, I'm going to skip forward a little bit here, because just did a good bit, just did a good bit. And he goes, yeah, and he goes, um, where is it, where is it? No, Are you fucking it, struggling here, man? Yeah, because this is, the, I'm trying to find the good bit here. He goes, as much <laughs> as I am customer focused, I draw the line when being threatened with TripAdvisor. Please do your worst. I have zero respect for that site. Achieving a TripAdvisor certificate is not a benchmark for us. That site is more fraudulent than Bernie Madoff's pyramid scheme. I could write a five-star review for my restaurant on a daily basis, but it's about as much of interest to me as the vegan society does. I think this man's a fucking legend. Um, I'm going to skip forward a bit here. And your man goes to him, um, fine, fuck you. I'll just write the shit review and fuck up your business and tell all my friends you're a shithead and a dickhead. And he goes, wow, that escalated quickly. I love to sit here and argue with you all day, but I'm impartial to aggressive uh, behavior, but I'm leaving the house most days at seven and works all days. And he goes, powerful words you use. Nobody's ever called me a dickhead, let alone a cheeky cunt. As for your shit review, please don't do it. I'll be bankrupt in no time. And he puts a kissy face after it. <laughs> and your man goes, who the fuck are you talking to? You cheeky, arrogant bastard. And spells bastard with a U instead of an A. And he goes, I'll fucking slap the head i slap you if I ever see you. And your man puts a laughing face and goes, I'm at the gatehouse steakhouse now. You should, if you wish to slap me. Uh, hands full, making five kilos of coleslaw, but I can take a break and has the fist emojis then. Your man goes, fuck off. He goes, my pleasure. God help the restaurant you visit tonight. Yeah. And he puts twat underneath it. And then your man goes back with a kissy face. And I just thought, your man, if anybody's ever in Wales, go to that fucking steakhouse. <laughs> Fair fucks to him. Because people are bastards when it comes to hospitality staff. Give it to them. <clears throat> Fucking sow it into the bastards. That's what I said. Especially because this that, that whole eat out to help out scheme, people were so fucking rude about some things. Yeah. We had some great customers and we were so busy a couple of days. Like we did great numbers as well. But like still, the people that you have in are not your regulars. You know what I mean? You mm. only have a hundred regulars, and if all those regulars come in on Monday, they're not gonna come in again on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Just yeah. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. So like we had new people and some of them were just so fucking rude. But then like, you know, that that might have been their nature, and I just but don't know the way. It's they always are. the case, though, and it happens in pubs as well. Yeah, you have, especially at Christmas, you get people who come out maybe twice a year, and they think this is. The and way they think, be. yeah, they think you're. It's like fucking Buckingham Palace, and that yeah, you're yeah. their servants. Like, it's like no, they're ordinary people doing jobs, underpaid. To be quite honest with you, a lot of them for the fucking stress you're they have to take on. Darren, that's not good. You're overpaid. Darren, that's I'm not, not overpaid, and it's just because you're not. 
everybody in blue check Jack's giving you a pay raise um, no but that's what it is they're not getting oh, yeah. paid enough to deal with your shit that's what it is yeah, there's not I enough money in the world to be dealing with people's shit like that mm. right so that's another part of step out for belts cop on treat hospitality staff better or we're going to pass a law that means that Darren's going to beat you. all of you up yeah yeah go Darren yeah exactly mm. um, right have we anything else well we could do but I think time now to go on to our challenge You already set me yours of yeah. saying I need to watch Father Ted. You've been fucking horrendous at doing this TikTok dance, Darren. I'm actually very upset. Listen, I'm trying, but for fuck's I'm sake. I'm trying, trying. <clears throat> Was there a voice crack there? No. Go on. <laughs> he's, he's really embarrassed now. Okay, that, have you, did you know what? I showed you the dance. You showed that. me the dance afterwards. And are you going to shake the ass or not? That's a yes. Yeah. Uh, there's one that I want to show you that I feel like would be good fun. Um, it, it, it means you have to buy me presents, and it means I have to buy you presents, so that's quite cute. But it's basically called a shopping challenge. It's on TikTok, um, that app that I'm fucking hooked on. Why is TikTok getting free advertising? Oh, I don't know, but I'm fucking hooked on it. I, I watch so many fucking videos. Anyway, I, I, I do still run a business in the part-time. But they basically... <laughs> Not you, that you would know. Yeah. <laughs> they basically... Um, you have to buy someone's favourite drink, Something that's their favourite colour. Something that's their favourite snack. And then there's one more thing. Uh, I, will, I will get back to you on that one. But basically, we buy it. Just go Asda together. Shopping trip. Hold hands. And then basically, we buy each of those items. And then we surprise each other with it. And I think that would be fucking jokes. It'll be interesting to see what we get. Hopefully, okay. it's, hopefully it's not boring. And hopefully, I get free snacks. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice. Okay, we'll do that. You're fucking sold. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, nice. I also haven't gotten an apple tart from you. Well, what the fuck are you on about? Your challenge from last week, you cheeky bastard. Well, I was meant to make you an apple tart. Yeah. That's such a fuck. Do you yeah. not listen back to this when we walk out of here? What? Genuinely, though, like, I actually want to vote. If you do a podcast, why would you listen back to it? You've I already don't listen to the whole it. thing. Then, 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 what the fuck are you on about, Apple? What are you on about? Just the bit that I need to know for next week, that's all. Oh, no, I'm not that prepared. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. Oh, lovely, thanks. <laughs> and on that note, episode 13 is done. Done and dusted. We'll see My you in two weeks' Jack. time for episode 14. The, I don't know, we'll fucking think of something. Oh, jelly beans. Who's getting jelly beans? Me. You are. And Dean Brophy. Dean Brophy's getting jelly beans. Uh, you could be fucking making up names. No, Dean Brophy's getting them. He's a great hairdresser. He cut my hair during, in a shed during lockdown. Fair play, Dean Brophy. You're getting the jelly beans this week, you legend. See you next time. Two weeks' time. The Good Friday Podcast. I'm Darren Jenkins. And I am Jack Jarrett. Are you a fucking unintentional... Go on. Go <laughs> on.